Welcome back to the Coach Emery Show. I'm your host, Coach Emery, a.k.a. Emery McMillan. And today I have with me someone a lot of y'all know. If y'all don't know him, I mean, you're not in shape, definitely. And <laughs> and you're not from Buffalo. So, uh, Mr. Chris Holly, I have him here. And, and anything about fitness within Buffalo, New York, you got to know this guy. So I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then I'm going to jump in with a bunch of questions like I always do. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Like I said, my name is Chris Holly. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of uh, Impact Training 716. Uh, we have two no locations, one at Niagara, 557 Niagara in between Jersey and Pennsylvania. We have a second location at uh, 300 Delaware Suite 204. So it's on the second floor. Um, but those are our two locations. I'm also founder of the uh, Butt Camp Studio, which is an exclusive women's class focusing on slimming down the fupa, building up the booty, and tightening up the arms. Uh, and then we're going to be opening up soon Impact Striking 716, which will be looks like a uh, personal and small group lessons for MMA, boxing, kickboxing, faith level martial, art, martial arts, and self-defense. Yeah, I'm also a father of uh, three children as well, and uh, I enjoy working out and watching movies. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Wow. So congratulations on the expansion, first of all. Thank you. That's, that's definitely dope. Um, if you're if you're in Buffalo and you are looking to get fit, make sure that you stay fit or have thoughts about getting fit and that you just been pushing off. This is definitely the guy to see. Um, so, you know, he's been going strong for how many years now? Uh, we 10 years officially in September, 10 years in September, man. So congratulations to you for weathering so many different storms. I mean, we, we're talking 2012 to 2022 with you live in this world you know that's that's a huge right. number of, of, of major things that have happened you know over time so right. um kudos to you for just being able to just just make that happen um what is one thing that you feel kept you afloat or kept you thriving when other businesses were shutting down or, or you know just not able to make it through some of these obstacles the biggest thing for me has always been authenticity and speaking on things that i know personally like there's a lot of different theories and always fads are just periodically popping up. Um, whether it's you know, low sugar, whether it's high fat keto, whether it's you know going vegan, whether it's doing all these different things. And all these kind of methods, you know, they're great and they work well. Uh, the problem is people enter into them with the wrong mindset. They look at it as this will be the end all, be all to all my you know, weight loss problems I've had my entire life. And of course they get quick results because they're trying something new that their body's not used to and they get quick results. So they're convinced, oh yes, this is finally it. Um, they get really dogmatic in their approach, but they don't really tackle the real issue behind you know, weight stalls and weight management, which is the mental aspect of it. And it goes into that as well as you know, genetics, emotions, um, you know, philosophy regarding food as far as good foods, bad foods, uh, should you eat breakfast, should you eat at night? A lot of these things were kind of brought up and taught uh, as children and they're embedded within us. And this affects, you know, positively and negatively how we look at certain foods. Um, so the biggest thing that allowed me to kind of weather all these different storms between the pandemic and different fads popping up and, you know, new gyms are up and different things. Um, what helped me stay steadfast is just preaching the things that I've always taught, um, doing a lifestyle that you can include, um, fitness and nutrition without a major overhaul. Like no one wants to be the weirdo on a cruise with Tupperware of, you know, dried up food. Uh, but at the same time, if you have a wedding next month, you're not gonna feel, you're not gonna wanna go to the all you can eat buffets nonstop 
every single day, three nights, you know, three times a day for five nights in a row. Right. Um, so teaching people how to have that proper balance because my grandmother lived toward, you know, in the nineties and she still had pizza with me every Friday. We still have wings every couple of weeks. Right. Um, and she, she didn't follow any special lifestyle. Like she loved to eat bacon. She liked sausage. Uh, so she didn't disregard pork. Um, you know, she loves Sprite. So she would have a Sprite bottle in the fridge that would last for like a week or two. Right. Um, so it was like, she didn't have to cut anything out, but she just always managed her proper portions based on her activity. And of course she always pushed uh, fruits and vegetables. So there's something as simple as that. Um, and just understanding that concept and just pushing those simple concepts. So that way concepts rather, my, my apologies. So that people can understand simply as opposed to, because a lot of times people get information is there's so much information, it's so overwhelming that right. people get confused and they do nothing. But I find you just keep it as simple, as concise as possible and make it to where pretty much anyone can institute that. Anyone can, you know, watch your portions based on the activity. Anyone can eat more fruits and vegetables. I say, what else? Start with that. You do a week or a month of that, you'll get results, you'll feel better, you'll look better just from doing those simple, two simple things there. But the problem is everyone wants the top, what are the 10 most important things? It's like, well, first off, it's going to, it's going to change next month based right. on the weather and based on where you are and what you're doing. Uh, and secondly, that's too much at once. You know, yeah. that's the reason why, you know, we go first grade, second grade, third grade. We don't go first, second, third, fourth, you know, going to a new grade every semester, every 10 weeks, you in one grade for an entire year. And then each semester, every 10 weeks, you go into different subjects and exp expound on things more. Right. Same thing with, uh, you know, nutrition and fitness lifestyle is that you just got to keep it simple and then build off of that. Gotcha. So, that's a man. That's, that's really dope that you, um, like you said, speak to authenticity and speak to what you know. And it sounds like you have a deep knowledge of, of what works well with what, you know what I'm saying? And this is right. our first one-on-one -on -one conversation about fitness. So that's, that's, you know, I'm learning a lot already from you, just the pairings and the things that you want to consider um, just in your lifestyle. So I have a question for you about when this journey began for you. Were you always into fitness or was it something that you picked up over time? Or how did that come about for you? How did you know this was your thing? Yeah, I always played sports. So coming out, I always played basketball, uh, football, ran track, cross country. Uh, and I was convinced I was going to the NBA. Uh, so even though I didn't get any scholarship offers coming out of high school, uh, unfortunately, the first game of my senior year, I had dislocated my shoulder in the first quarter of the leading team in scoring. Oh, I said, oh, going to be out for the season. I said, for the season, my senior year? Uh-uh, Doc. So once again, here I am again going against doctor's orders, but I was able to take rehab really seriously. And I was able to return uh, within a month as opposed to years. And I was, and I was able to play the rest of my senior year without any uh, further issues to my shoulder. Nice. Uh, then I got, got to UB, tried to walk on there. Um, besides the existing uh, shoulder issue, they also said they had found a heart murmur, um, which is a little suspicious because my pediatrician for 18 years never found anything. Um, right. But I saw it like, you know what? A friend of mine, he did walk on, but the experience just wasn't what we had thought it would be anyway. So it wouldn't have been the best path. Uh, so pretty much after kind of coming to grips that, you know, I probably was going to make the NBA um, and playing against NBA level talent and seeing how much better than me they were. Mm -hmm. And then realizing, like, damn, he's fighting for a contract and he's taking me to school with a cigarette in his mouth. So <laughs> after understanding, like, okay, I'm not at that level. And the time it's me to get to that level, I'll be too old to play in the NBA anyway. <laughs> I kind of shift my focus to coaching. So 
I ended up living in Michigan for a year, and we I did some uh, coaching for some young men basketball. So I thought okay. that was the path I was going to I was going to head in. So I think I was actually looking into school, going back to school um, to get my degree in physical education, become a gym teacher, then eventually get into coaching that way. Uh, the problem is, I kind of hate school. Uh, so I was trying to find different ways around that. Like, okay, who do I know here? Who do I know here? Okay, I can be assistant coach and then work my way up. And so right. there was definitely ways around it. Um, but I was looking at like the pay and the time that would really be required to really do well by these kids. And it was like, you know, I can't really justify spending all this time without getting money from somewhere. So I need to make money some way. So uh, I would always do some type of sales job. So I have a lot at over like 10 to 15 years worth of sales experience just from different jobs I've done over the years. Gotcha. Uh, so I kind of thought that was my ticket because of course in the sales, you know, you can, you know, you can make a commission for, you know, two or $3,000 or you might make a commission for two or $300. So right. <laughs> it was a lot of up and down storms and learn how to manage my money then. Um, but as you know, things started to advance my life more and more. And I still wanted to do something in the athletic field um, and be able to help people. Uh, so a friend of mine that I went to college with, um, he actually played at UB. Um, he was a fitness coach. So I asked him about that. So how's that? How's that working for you? So I started looking into it. And the thing about me is that once I kind of get an idea in my head, it's pretty much already going to be getting done. Like if I right. ask somebody about what they think about this, I'm pretty much already in the process of getting ready to do that. So yeah, I looked into that, uh, went to school online, got certified, and I started, I became an official trainer. A uh, company started off as Chris Holly Fitness officially September 16th of 2012 dang that's that's dope man yeah yep congratulations to you man like like i said man and and to anybody listening to this when i say if you into fitness and you don't know chris you must not be from buffalo because i swear to you no matter who i talk to about fitness even if we ain't talking about fitness and fitness just comes up your name comes up anybody that i know they're like oh i'm going to my trainer their trainer is you like every, everybody, so it's yeah, like, right, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's really dope that you have made a name for yourself and became a trusted brand. There's so many people who are in that industry that are not necessarily trusted. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's a very yeah. sensitive industry to be in. And right. it requires a lot of personal um, trust for the brand and for the person to be able to recommend your friend somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And so exactly. I think that that's the most vulnerable space you could be in male or female. Um, you, you're letting someone see your, you know, where you need the most work in your life, right? Physically. Right. And that takes a lot of trust. So for you to be going as strong for this long, it just shows that you have a reputation that is trusted. Your brand is trusted and you make people feel like, yo, I don't want to only come and stay here. I also want to send people that I know here, right? Because no business is going to survive without referrals. And I'm pretty sure a lot of your business is referrals. Right, exactly. So that's that. Kudos to you for that, man. 10 years strong, man. Are you having a big celebration in September? Yeah, we're playing the grand opening right now uh, for September 17th. Okay, Uh, so so the spot, the new spot isn't fully open yet? Not fully. I mean, we're we're doing a soft opening uh, likely next week. Uh, My leg injury kind of set us back a little bit. We're supposed to be in there already, but... Uh, there's a couple other things I want to tie up before we kind of bring people in there. I'm mm-hmm. making a big old mess. So <laughs> want to clean up mess we have first and then make a new mess. <laughs> gotcha. Makes sense, man. So yeah. you mentioned that you're going to have, you said, um, impact strike, you called it? Yeah. 
and not so you know MMA you said small groups MMA fighting and different types of um now is that specifically for that type of um like is it going to be just like a gym for that or is it like uh yeah it'll be it'll be primarily for that like uh self defense uh survival tactics um hand to hand combat maybe some basic uh weapons things um there's okay. plenty of uh MMA and striking studios out there. Uh, the problem that I found that there's a lot of studios that either the uh, curriculum is either too elementary or it's too advanced. Gotcha. And, and sometimes you try to you try to uh, combine those two groups together. Either the beginner it's overwhelmed from someone that's really advanced in it, or someone that's advanced um, ends up teaching the other person or doesn't really get a good workout themselves. Right. Of course, you no. Know, most martial arts are very humble and love to help people. However, at the same time, um, as adults, we get very busy. So it's like the last thing I would want someone that's divvied out time, maybe scheduled to take a class for an hour and spend that hour teaching someone else that doesn't know how to do a proper, you know, jab cross or how to do, you know, properly check and low kick. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they don't mind it, but if they come for a workout, they want right. to get a workout. They want they want to learn. They want to improve on their technique. They want to know how to make their cross come out sharper and not leave their left side open as much. So gotcha. um, basically my goal with this studio, the uh, Impact Striking Studio, is to pretty much offer a place where people can kind of get smaller sized instruction. So that way, once they go to the larger classes, they can keep up better and improve faster because nothing will help your rate of improvement improve faster than knowing what to do. So that way you can self-correct. If the only time you know you know something wrong is that someone tells you, that'll slow your rate of right. improvement because you could be training the wrong technique incorrectly for months before someone really notices it. Like, hey, who taught mm -hmm. you to do that? Like, yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been doing this since I got here. And it got here, right. you know, <laughs> January. And here it is about to be August and they're doing this wrong technique. And I was like, now you have to learn <laughs> a proper way to do it. Now you have to unlearn the wrong way, which is most cases a lot harder than actually learning something new. So hopefully this dude can kind of bridge the gap between that as well as offer a safer if you can kind of get some consistent sparring in, which is basically kind of like mocking live fighting, like we don't have experience with. That's dope, man. Congratulations on that as well, because, Thank you. you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, sometimes it's hard enough to keep one thing afloat and, and you got, you know, one, you're launching a second one now and you got another one coming up. Like that's, that's incredible. Um, I would like to ask you a question, uh, if you don't mind. What is some of the, what are some of the obstacles that you faced with um, having the first gym up and running, the first location up and running? Uh, what are some of those obstacles that you that you faced, and then how did you overcome those obstacles? Uh, one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs that I find is we're control freaks. You know, we're our own boss. We set our own schedule. We choose who we work with, um, and we choose who we, who gets to work with us. Uh, right. So because of all these different control things, as you look at the scale and grow, no matter how good someone is, no matter how much time someone has, no matter how little they sleep, you only have 24 hours in a day. And there's only right. a certain finite amount of productive hours you can fit within those 24 hours. So in order to really grow and expand, you need to hire out, you need to outsource, bring right. people in. So I'll say that was probably the biggest obstacle for me was kind of getting to the point where I would bring on employees or bring on the third party to help assist with things. Yeah. And then from there, finding the person that actually fit the vision, fit the company, because unfortunately, as you know, as perfect as you'd like to be, the first three hires will probably not be with you <laughs> a year or two down the right. line because 
you, you're getting it wrong. You know, it's, it's moving to a different role as far as learning, going from, a, you know, being an operator to being, a, you know, primary trainer to being an owner operator. So you step into a different right. space. So I'm definitely working on improving my managerial skills and communication skills because basically I'm trying to commute my message to other people to teach other people. So now it's like more degrees of separation. Yeah. And you want to ensure that the further it gets away from you, it still looks like your vision. Yeah. And of course, it won't be perfect. Um, which is like, oh, I didn't say that. I said, do this, not this. But hey, I, I go by the A20 rule. If they can perform 80% of the tasks I'm looking for, then I can do without that 20%. Plus right. that 20% that they're changing up, switching up, the customer might end up liking better. I might like better, you know? Just because yeah. I did it this way for this long successful doesn't mean someone can come along and say, why don't you try this? I'm like, huh, mm, it's a good idea. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. So relinquishing that Has control, that happened? Um... In your in your programs where you did get someone who did it a different way um that worked under you and you did implement something that came from them oh yeah definitely all the time of course it worked the other way as well where like they tried something i'm like uh no we don't do that because a yeah. lot of times people don't understand like i will say in our society a lot of rules are very arbitrary mm-hmm. uh that's why i try to make as little rules as possible but the rules i do have has for a very select and important reason to prevent something that i know has happened or can happen. So it's like, if I say, don't do this here, if I say, don't do this exercise, well, this exercise is great. It works this, it works this, it works this. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, over half Americans have low back problems. And this exercise here has a tendency to have one of the highest low back injury rates of all exercises. So is it a bad bad exercise? No, but if there's other options that are just as effective, if not more for this person, let's seek out those options. So it's just kind of, complete eliminate this move from our curriculum that way we just once again don't make that an option luckily in 10 years um we've never had any major injuries happen to any clients uh within the gym wow. sometimes times will leave sometimes times will leave and slip on some ice or you know party too hard and be hung over but right thankfully no one was here was doing a lift and twist an ankle or drop someone or sh- like we've never had any injuries um just because a lot of those provisions that i put in place are to prevent situations like those but of course, having attentive coaches to make sure that someone's not lifting the weight that's too heavy for them over their head and dropping it, but to you know, knock their head off. So right, that that's you know, and that's that's really dope that you said that, man. Because I was going to ask you if you've ever experienced something like that where someone did, you know, have a, a incident at your location that was major. And I'm glad that they haven't because that again, like you said, it, it's an it's it's a, a testament to your planning, right? what you allow and then also that 80 20 right making sure that the people under you understand what and how and why and why not sometimes right so that's that's really cool as well i love that that you can say that 10 years later that no one's had any you know major injuries and we're going to go 10 20 more years without the same you know uh that's that's what i hope for you because um i really feel like you know we're from buffalo right Uh, i'm from buffalo he's from buffalo and we're in Buffalo, but at the same time, sometimes we don't realize how big of an impact we can have globally, right? And right. so as you expand more and more, you know, as this goes from a Buffalo thing to Delaware, Kenmore, to, you know, to wherever the strike fitness is going to be or um, impact strike is going to be, and then expanding out to other places, other cities, other states, as that continues, that same formula that you have being duplicated all over the world um, is that a vision that you want to see or do you kind of want to stay, you know, kind of hands-on with all the facilities and local? Uh, once again, that's another thing. I would kind of fight myself 
on as far as expanding too big. Before I, before I didn't want any gym at all. Before when I first started, I would just sublease out of a client's or a friend of mine's space and just use their space. And basically mm -hmm. it's kind of, we'll pay them rent and pay them other things. And I would kind of like treat it like my gym, but it would be my gym. Right. Um, and that worked for a while until things started to clash. It's like, hey, when you bring in a, a lot of traffic, you know, we have some sensitive client files and it's kind of like people that hire us aren't comfortable with all the traffic coming in. So we're working on kind of building up like more of a separation, um, which I definitely appreciate they were even willing to do that. Um, but it just came to a point where it's kind of it was taking a little bit too long for the rate I was growing at. Uh, so then I had to eventually end up getting my own studio. Um, then once I did that, you know, gotta get another location, like another location. You want it when we have two of these? Um, <laughs> but now we are looking to hopefully within the next three to five years, expand down to the, uh, to the South and, uh, potentially, uh, eventually the West coast as well. So hey. I'm not looking to be like a, not looking to be like a huge, you know, 30,000 locations worldwide type of, uh, company, but. At the same time, I don't want to say that's, you know, not what we're going to be because if something that's, if that's a path that's there for me, I definitely want to be able to take it. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, I do understand that one of our biggest strengths is our ability to be able to connect with all of our clients on an individual, personal basis. Like I know everyone's first and last time I know their kids, I know. And these are things that be able to cultivate, like how we bring people into the system and how we yeah. keep them implemented within the system as well. So sometimes if they get too big and too far away, I don't ever want people to feel like they can't, like I'm too big to reach, you know? So I just try to... Yeah. Be mindful of that, but at the same time, you know, if the business says grow, you got to grow, or you're going to just cause it to fall. So there's, yeah, there's no in between, you know. So, right, that's 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 a, um, a great answer, man. I love that you're leaving opportunity open for you know, it's not necessarily your goal, but if it, you know, if it happens, it happens. Um, Definitely. is there is there a moment for your business like when a lot of people part of the business's life lifeline or lifetime lifespan timeline whatever <laughs> um yeah. is a moment where they eventually step out of the business and the business still continues to run without them right that may be 10 20 30 40 years from the business's inception but do you ever see that happening in your business do you want to let this thing be something you pass down to your children or do you want to kind of step out sooner and let it be its own thing and you go on to something else or is this kind of like you want to be in this until you can't be in it anymore yeah right now i mean i can see myself adding other things but i still see myself having some type of uh mm -hmm. say in some type of presence inside the gyms even if it's different locations i you know I spend a week here, a week there, a week here. Um, I still might find myself in here some way and then eventually selling the company. Uh, my daughters, they don't want to take the, they don't want to take the business over. <laughs> and I don't want to stress my son out with that. And you know, I don't, I don't have any more right now in the way. Uh, so uh, of course every people would like to will to their, their kids, but if they don't want to do it, then it's like there's no point in me having a business that you know falters by for a few years after I'm gone and then eventually falls. I'd rather sell it. Yeah, or repurpose repurpose it for something else. So that's cool. That's very cool, man. I'm I'm glad you were able to uh, you know, just just have the vision. It seems like you're a very clear person when it comes to understanding, you know, what you see for the business, and especially you know for right. yourself as well. So I want to talk about just uh, as far as like the last two years, right? We're coming out of possibly uh, the COVID era, right? Um, yeah. How did COVID impact your business? And were you able to thrive or did you take a hit during that time frame? 
Uh, we definitely didn't thrive. Uh, we definitely right. did take a hit. Uh, thankfully, we have the weather, the storm, and everything like that. But uh, for years, we were kind of figuring out how to transition to do more online things. Um, even the program we introduced uh, back in early 2000, back in late 2018, early 2019, mm -hmm. uh, it was a hybrid training, which is basically a combination of online and in-person training. Okay. Uh, so we're kind of introducing that concept again already before everything has started. So. Once COVID had hit, um, that process still was rough. Um, definitely still took a hit, but we were able to kind of transition and go through that process and going through the actual systems and processes that we knew worked because we had been troubleshooting it over the past year. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, we knew what systems to use. We knew how to run payments. We knew how to run schedules so everyone knew what time to do. We knew how to communicate to a mass amount of people in different states and different time zones. Um, so thankfully we had the infrastructure already in place once COVID happened, um, but we were still itching to kind of get back in. Like, and that was a path that I thought I wanted to take. I thought I eventually wanted to kind of move out. That's one thing that I didn't want to gym because I said, okay, if I ever wanted to build them, the one of the people that travel from place to place and live different places, I want to be like an online trainer. That way I can do it anywhere. Um, after being home with COVID, uh, 24 seven, um, and going out of town, I realized I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want to be home all day with my kids. They can go their place. I go my place. Wife or girlfriend, they go their place. And then we come together later on in the day. But being around them every single day, waking up, yeah. seeing them, taking a nap, seeing them, dinner time, seeing them, breakfast, seeing them. I'm like, oh, man, I, yeah. I need some new faces. I'm getting sick of y'all. I was going like going to a grocery store. That's, for, that's to kind of got the house. <laughs> I feel like I did so, the same thing, man. I feel like, yeah. you know what? I went to Sam's Club probably like four, four, four or five times man. a week. I didn't need man. anything from Sam's Club. I've never been to this that much in my life. <laughs> yo, I swear. That was like the club, man. Like, yo, man, right. I'm going to Sam's. You want to go? Like, my boy. Yeah, right. Hit me. Like, <laughs> my boy hit me up like, yo, I'm going to Sam's. You want to roll with me? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. For real, though. <laughs> so, but everything That's was closed. It was, it was funny, but... um. I'm glad that you were able to survive that. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, thrive or not thrive in that time space, being here right now on the other side of it is a thrive, right? Um, it doesn't look like a thrive or any, but it, this is definitely a thrive. So um, kudos, again, kudos to you for, for just being able to have the ability to transition as much as possible and be able to come out on the other side stronger, right? You're, we're, we're still kind of leveling, leveling off COVID and you're expanding. So right. to me, you know what I'm saying? It, it definitely um, kept your core audience strong, I'm assuming, because you're expanding to another spot. So that's super yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think is something that people misunderstand about you most as far as what you do and the um, your personal relationship to the business? Like, what do you feel that people don't understand about you the most? I know that's a tricky question. Yeah. Uh... I mean, for a while, when I was like really pushing butt camp a lot, I did kind of become known as the booty man or the booty guy, uh, <laughs> the which, booty which sounds which sounds weird as hell. I was like, hey, the booty please man. Please don't address, please don't address me in that manner, okay? Because you might take that one of two ways, and neither one are the best for a trainer. <laughs> please, um, please be advised. I don't edit my show, so just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's even okay, no more booty man in public. All right, nah. Nah, do not address me that. Especially if you out with your husband. Come on now. Come on now. How that's going to look? How you doing, sir? Nice to meet you. I'm a booty man. <laughs> I need some services. Like, no, don't do not do that. Yeah. Um, so I was probably one of the biggest misconceptions was I kind of only trained women. 
Mm-hmm. And I only train women to kind of build their butt up. But you know, I've trained people, you know, in their 80s. I've trained male athletes. I've trained children. Um, yeah. So I, while women are definitely kind of like my core target audience, uh, definitely do work with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I would say my biggest kind of client avatars are pretty much women are looking for the big three, slim down their stomach, build up or maintain their butt and tone up their arms so that we don't have what they call the bingo arms where they wave and their arms is doing all this shaking jiggling like a lot of women you don't like bingo that. arms yeah right exactly it's like bingo and the arm is shaking like no. you know yo. at, like three, at like three times the rate of their hands yeah well yeah come to find yo. out they don't like that yo, well, yo. <laughs> yeah. my grandmother was here man she'd be like what do you mean you talk about me <laughs> my, grandmother, <laughs> my grandmother has big arms and she raise your hand and see yeah right 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 i just do the bingo test yeah you're funny dude that is that is funny wow oh, yeah. um yeah. that's that's an interesting misconception <laughs> i'm never gonna let you live that down personally yeah. now so uh, if you randomly get a message that, that says that just know like it's yeah, all okay. out of love bro <laughs> Got you. I understand. I understand. Okay. Oh, I feel like I should stop the interview right here because that just, I can't go past that. I can't go past that, man. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. All right. So, I got some hypothetical questions for you. All right. Aside from the NBA, what job do you feel you'd be working right now if you didn't do what you do at this moment? All right, a school teacher. Would it be like a gym teacher or a music teacher? Well, music teacher. Uh-huh. Hmm. You, now you, do you play any instruments? Yeah, I play uh, piano, drums, saxophone, and trombone. Okay. So do you, like, make the music for your gym? Like, do you make all the themes for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, unfortunately, I haven't really kind of had a chance or made time to kind of really delve into music uh, since high school, which was, like, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so I've been trying to get back into playing piano and drums a little bit. Uh, trombones and out and saxophones are, you know, a little bit hard to obtain yeah. and a little more expensive. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to do a little something, kind of get back into it, maybe learn how to play guitar. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Now, is that something, now, do you do you have anything that, now I know you said you want to, you know, potentially go back and be a gym teacher, a gym teacher. Uh, presently, that's still something that you're considering, right? Oh, maybe going back yeah. to school, no. Oh, that was just back then before you started the gym. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. okay. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm high, they all want me. Now, you, right now, you know. Because <laughs> of the name, because of the, not, not the nickname you had, yeah, that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, um, so what what do you see? Like, I kind of I I know what I'm asking you, but it's difficult for me to get this question out. So, okay. Let's say everything levels off, the gyms are stable. You are in there. You pop in. You know, maybe a couple times a week, but everything is kind of like automatically doing everything it needs to do without you physically having to be there 24 seven. What's next for you? Like, what is the next goal on your list that you want to accomplish? What's the next thing that you want to create? Oh, I'd say two of the biggest things I've always wanted to bring to Buffalo are kind of like a wealth creation academy, which is kind mm-hmm. of like a school where people are kind of learn different wealth techniques as far as saving, investing, budgeting, because um, everyone's not going to be a millionaire. Everyone's not going to be balling. Um, but I, I do believe that no one should be struggling. Uh, so just some simple things and life hacks, as you like to call it, um, and strategies to implement in their lives so that way you don't have to struggle. Like you can, you can take two vacations a year. You can take your kids 
you know, somewhere else besides Niagara Falls. Um, and just kind of show them different things that they're currently doing in their lives that don't, once again, don't require a massive overhaul. It doesn't require you getting a second hustle that you got to work six to 10 every day and on the weekends because right. that's a trade-off most people aren't willing to make. Most people, will, you know, I'll struggle a little bit more through life if I can have time to relax and spend time with my family. Most people are, right. are happy with that trade-off. That's how we get so addicted in this hustler mentality that, you know, hustling should only be for a period of time. You shouldn't be hustling for five, 10, 20 years, right. you know, maybe five, 10, 20 months, if you're looking to do like some scale, like, you know, I'm kind of in position right now where myself, where I'm kind of like in like a, you know, hustle period, or at least I thought I was, so my legs sat me down. So I said, okay, well, <laughs> I can't hustle as hard as I thought I was. So what's, what's, what's the message, God? What's the message, universe? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as that, that was the, the one thing. And the second thing I would want to was, uh, I call a homeless uh, rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are homeless, um, but just getting a job is the answer. Because of course you need what? You need somewhere to kind of get changed every day. You need transportation. Right. You need um, access to proper bathing products and things like that. Um, appropriate clothing. Um, so kind of having a center where someone can kind of, you know, go to a center, get clean if necessary, and kind of re-implement them back into society. So that way they can become a part of society and not an outcast as most people look at them as. Because it's yeah. more than just getting a job, it's knowing how to look, knowing proper lingo and, you know, interacting between humans. Because unfortunately, you're like that for so long, Yeah, you lose that, you know, personal human touch because people think that you want something. So people are either really standoffish from you, you know, or them themselves, they're standoffish because they don't want to get hurt. So it's like teaching them how to re- re-implement into society is a big part. And kind of disregard the part when it comes to like helping the homeless because you know, giving them money, giving them food and everything is great, but I'm a problem solver. I, I, like, to pro, I like to solve problems, not just place a bandaid over it and take some pictures and feel good about it. Like, okay, how can we make sure this doesn't keep happening or at least occurs at a lower rate? Right. So I'm sorry, like two biggest things I would want to really hone in on and focus on those two things. That's dope, man. I feel like those are things that I could really see you doing too, like just based on the person that you are. Um, you know, I see your posts and stuff like that and, and, you know, I, I personally feel like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it's like, you're like 50 cent in a way, right? Like that's yeah. really not who he, it's who you are in your mind. Like these are your thoughts, yeah, yeah, but this right. isn't really like the way you live yeah. your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah so right, like, exactly. um, I read his book and like he, the way he lives his life based on what he talks about in his book is like completely different than what you'll find on social media or Instagram. Like he's trolling people like crazy on there. But it's right. to keep everything relevant and keep, you know, keep the name right. in people's mouths, right? So you can do that yeah. a number of ways and it's a marketing tactic. Exactly. But I could definitely see you doing that kind of good in the world, um, especially just just being, you know, based on the few conversations that you and I have had, um, you know, we had one early last year that just kind of really gave um, a perspective to who you were, right? Because we didn't really have many conversations prior to that. Like we had one like at a club, and I think either one of us or both of us were drunk. So I don't remember what that was. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but last year we had a conversation that just really kind of gave me some perspective into the person behind the brand. Right. So um, I was I was you know honored to have that perspective and just be present in that moment. So um, two more questions for you. And, uh, you know, we're pretty much going to wrap up. So okay. what <laughs> what's the best? <laughs> oh oh man 
<laughs> I oh, think man. I'm gonna save this question, ask it, and then if I get around to it, because this, this next question might take us a minute. Oh, okay. All right. If you could compare yourself or identify with any animal, <laughs> oh, either, uh, either uh, a wolf, uh, you know, the kind of like the uh, image of kind of like how tough wolves are, how the wolf is wounded, how it's still be able to fight through and kind of the lone wolf. I, I do prefer to be alone most of the time. Uh, however, I do enjoy human interaction. Um, I'm, I guess what, what you call a extroverted introvert where I'm extroverted because of my job, because of what I have to do, but at home. Yeah. TV might not even come on. Like, I'll be fine with my phone or just reading and just kind of catch up and relaxing. So right. or just some music playing. Um, so either a wolf or uh, tiger, okay, most vicious big cat in the world, Siberian tigers, to be exact. My favorite, it's my favorite animal. So, so a Siberian tiger or a wolf. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so I hope that's something y'all didn't know about him. He wants to be when after he's done with his um his work, he goes home and transforms into a Siberian tiger. Got it. Man, it'll be a lot more. It'll be a lot more news stories. <laughs> Wow, got you, got you. So this question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's who's posting online. It's a Siberian tiger that's posting on Instagram, on, on uh, Facebook. All right. So this question is kind of personal. You can opt to not answer it if you want. What would you say is your biggest failure, business or otherwise? And what did you learn from that experience that you would like to share with other people? Biggest failure. Huh. And let me let me rephrase that because I don't like to use the word failure because I don't believe that anything is a failure that you learn from. However, biggest situation that didn't go to what you wanted it to. That that's how I word that. So let's rephrase gotcha. that as that. Gotcha. I would say probably definitely uh, being divorced because um, before I got married, a lot of people didn't know I was married. Uh, a lot of people still think I'm married, uh, but I am not. I am not married, and I used to be married. Correct. Um, but yeah, because I mean, my parents, of course, told me before it happened, don't do it, wait, you know, all those things. And uh, me and my ex-wife, you know, we have two kids, you know, and we still have a great co-parenting relationship. However, if I could have took my time more, because my parents, my grandparents, you know, they've been married, you know, got married, married young, married once, they get their entire lives, all the kids in the same household. That's what, that's what my goal was for my home. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And I'll say the biggest thing I learned from that was to definitely take your ego out of it because I was always kind of the person where it's like the more someone says I can't do something or it shouldn't be done, it's too early to get married. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Okay, I'm gonna show y'all. That's, that's just the wrong type of mentality of taking to something and under, undertaking that's so broad and so important. Right. Um, no, so I'll definitely plan to do, you know, get re remarried and stay that way. Um, but I'll say the biggest, I'll say that's probably my biggest failure in life is making it, is being, getting divorced. Gotcha. That's, that's respectable. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I hope that that really resonates with somebody, um, you know, Definitely. because a lot of people, that's a big part of our society, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, that's a huge part of our society is that right. cycle of divorce, marry, remarry, divorce, remarry. And, um, exactly. Maybe if some people were able to put some of that advice in the action that you just gave, it could save at least one of those situations for somebody. So exactly. I appreciate that transparency on that, man. Exactly, um, exactly. So the two questions that I had, I can't tell you who they're from, 
because you know <laughs> they're not here they're not bad right. so the one okay. question is what are the, what's the most amount of push-ups you've done in one day <laughs> i don't know i mean after a certain point you just stop counting like right. the most i've done is that i'll try to do like a whole different bunch of variations like i've done mm -hmm. like push-ups where you jump in the air push-ups where you clap behind your back push-ups when you jump and clap push-ups when you clap three times push-ups when you clap underneath your thighs a push-up when you do a 360 so i've done a lot of different variations a 360 push-up yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other ones were a little advantageous. So, so it's kind of like, so like someone could say, Yeah, I did a thousand push ups. Okay. How many Superman push ups did you do in a row without right. taking a break? Like, you know, like once you get to a certain level, it's kind of like, What's the point of this? Like, right. I could do 2,000 push ups today, but then I'll be super sore for three days. So then I'll miss the rest of my right. workout. And it's like, I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't get three days worth of work from doing that. I'll just, right be able to say I did 2,000 push-ups. And firstly, there's no real way to, if, if I said I did 2,000 push-ups, people would believe me. Right. <laughs> Regardless. So, so right. he did 2,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. We'll go that's with 2,000, that's how He did 2,000, that's the Because 5,000 sounds too great, you gotta prove that. 2,000, right, right, right. okay. If you but you gotta have a weird area, number though, like you're like 2,017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I did 2,017, exactly. I almost made it 2,018, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yo, exactly. 360 put okay. So is that 360 push-up is when you like up and you flip over yep. and land you on go your... down, you push up, do a 360, land in the next push-up, do it again. Yeah, I'm not I'm not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Uh yeah. Let's try no. it around some pillows and some soft surfaces. Yeah, you got that's a trampoline workout yeah, only. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You have man. to try it out at uh get air or urban air yes. before you try it out yes. on some concrete. That's dope, man. That's definitely dope. So and the um the next question, I don't even think we have time for, but I'll I'll let you see if you want to answer or not. Um, what high school did you go to? Oh, performing arts, best high school in Buffalo. What school I go to? I'm a multi-talented musical artist. Of course, I went to PA. He said, "Like, why would you, you know? go anywhere else? Were there were there any other schools?" That's the, his answer. Was were there any other schools? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean I'll, I the only school else, that mattered, right? Yeah, really relevant, you know. So it was like, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, get accepted. Ironically, to PA. Oh, yeah, listen, yeah. and it was crazy. Oh, yeah, I, I played piano like crazy. And oh, I did not get accepted. My brother so went there. So my older was, brother and my younger between, brother went there. It was between, it was between you and me. And he, he, that's what, that's what it was? <laughs> Let me come I take guess. you out while you got a bad knee, man. Because I don't know if I stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm on the cover over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's dope, though, man. But thank you for answering the questions and thank you for being here today. Um, what I would like you to do now is uh, take a moment to let people know where they can find you, whether online or in person. I definitely want you to spend this next couple minutes just promoting what you got going on and how they can get involved with that. Gotcha. All right. So it's uh, on Facebook, Chris Holly with a K, K-R-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-E, my personal page. Uh, business pages, Impact Training 716, uh, Impact Training International, uh, the Butt Camp Studio, and uh, soon to come, we'll be opening August, October 1st of this year, uh, Impact Striking. 716. Okay. Uh, also on Instagram, my personal page is Chris Holly, the Peach Doctor, all one word, uh, my handle. And that, of course, our company page, Instagram, uh, Impact Training uh, 716.
Okay. I'm also on TikTok. Uh, I think my username is Real Chris Holland. Okay, but you know, look for the Diesel Life Caramel dude dance with his kids, and I'll be me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. Well, listen, bro, I appreciate you coming through, man. I definitely appreciate this one-on-one time getting to know you know better from my perspective and i'm glad that anybody else is able to watch this and get a further perspective into why they should work with somebody like you um i think i got one more question that just came to my head right no problem um do you do it for the passion or the money oh definitely for the passion i could scam and for the money goodbye so. <laughs> what you mean you do not get the fitness for money you're getting the, you're getting here to scam or for passion. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh man yo dude we gonna have to chop it up because now now <laughs> yo thank you man thank you for no for real thank you for coming through kicking it on the coach Emery show dude this is like big deal for me because it's it's been a conversation that needed to happen for a while so congratulations on everything that you're building and i hope you get back on your feet literally uh you know as soon as possible and yeah man thank you all for watching Y'all always dope and support. Go check him out. All those pages, I will put them in the link to the show so you'll be able to click on them and go right to those pages. But as always, be dope and be great.